and welcome to the Narrow Road Podcast, a place to share the journey of walking with God on the narrow road that leads to life. I hope that you find rest and encouragement here, but above all, the awareness that you're not alone on the way. Hello, hello everyone, and welcome back to another episode of the Narrow Road Podcast. I'm your host, Rachel Bowyer. And it's my great pleasure to be back with you for another episode today. I want to share a bit of wisdom from the book of Proverbs today. I was reading through Proverbs earlier in anticipation of this episode, and I thought we might do a little kind of a mini-series on wisdom. I know I've already had a whole episode dedicated to to the value of wisdom, but I wanted us to actually get to read some wise words in depth. So I'm going to begin today's episode in Proverbs chapter 10. It's actually headlined as the wise sayings of Solomon. (laughs) So much of the book of Proverbs, um, if not all of it, I'm, I'm actually not sure I need to go check, but is written by King Solomon, who was one of David's, King David's sons. Um... Many people believe him to have been one of the wisest men to have ever lived. I'm not sure if that's 100% true, but he's absolutely a very wise person. That was the one thing he asked of God when he was taking over the kingship from his father. God asked him, ask me for anything and it'll be granted to you. And he asked for wisdom. He wanted to lead well and God gave him wisdom. And, lucky for us, he wrote down a lot of it. And some of it is so simple, but some of it isn't. And his wisdom, if if allowed to govern one's life, I don't think it would be a bad investment. So, because I love wisdom, I love the books of Psalms and Proverbs, I love the, the rich, rich, rich wisdom within their pages, I wanted to share some with us today. And I hope that, yeah, it just kind of strikes a chord with you, that you hear things in there that you're like, wow, I haven't thought about that in a while, or I haven't looked at life through that lens or through that perspective. The Bible's so good, eh? Like, it's so good. It's so good. It's so full. And I love, I love being in it. I love sharing it with you. So let's dive in today, straight into the Word of God beginning in Proverbs chapter 10. Let's go. Now, before I even begin, I will say that chapter 10 is going to end quite abruptly, and that's because with all of the Bible, it wasn't written in chapters meant to be broken up the way that we've broken them up to make them a bit easier to read and sort of category for ourselves. So just be aware that it's going to end abruptly But tomorrow we'll finish chapter 11, and that way we'll see how it would have flowed on, so to speak. Okay? So I'm going to begin in verse 1 here of chapter 10. The Proverbs of Solomon. A wise son makes a glad father, but a foolish son is the grief of his mother. (laughs) Treasures of wickedness profit nothing, but righteousness delivers from death. The Lord will not allow the righteous soul to famish, but he casts away the desire of the wicked. He who has a slack hand becomes poor, but the hand of the diligent makes rich. 
He who gathers in summer is a wise son. He who sleeps in harvest is a son who causes shame. Blessings are on the head of the righteous, but violence covers the mouth of the wicked. The memory of the righteous is blessed, but the name of the wicked will rot. The wise in heart will receive commands, but a pratting fool will fall. He who walks with integrity walks securely, but he who perverts his ways will become known. He who winks with the eye causes trouble, but a pratting fool will fall. The mouth of the righteous is a well of life, but violence covers the mouth of the wicked. Hatred stirs up strife, but love covers all sins. Wisdom is found on the lips of him who has understanding, but a rod is for the back of him who is devoid of understanding. Wise people store up knowledge but the mouth of the foolish is near destruction. The rich man's wealth is his strong city. The destruction of the poor is their poverty. The labor of the righteous leads to life, the wages of the wicked to sin. He who keeps instruction is in the way of life, but he who refuses correction goes astray. Whoever hides hatred has lying lips, and whoever spreads slander is a fool. In the multitude of words, sin is not lacking, but he who restrains his lips is wise. The tongue of the righteous is choice silver. The heart of the wicked is worth little. The lips of the righteous feed many, but fools die for lack of wisdom. The blessing of the Lord makes one rich, and he adds no sorrow with it, To do evil is like sport to a fool, but a man of understanding has wisdom. The fear of the wicked will come upon him, and the desire of the righteous will be granted. When the whirlwind passes by, the wicked is no more, but the righteous has an everlasting foundation. As vinegar to the teeth and smoke to the eyes, so is the lazy man to those who send him. The fear of the Lord prolongs days but the years of the wicked will be shortened. The hope of the righteous will be gladness, but the expectation of the wicked will perish. The way of the Lord is strength for the upright, but destruction will come to the workers of iniquity. The righteous will never be removed, but the wicked will not inhabit the earth. The mouth of the righteous brings forth wisdom, but the perverse tongue will be cut out. The lips of the righteous Know what is acceptable, but the mouth of the wicked, what is perverse. Well, well, well. (laughs) Quite a lot in that. Quite a lot of short sentences with very clear um, instruction. I don't want to say it's black and white, but it's very much, this is what walking and living in integrity and this is what walking in foolishness looks like and they are vastly different (laughs) vastly vastly different which i think is so interesting because the bible reminds us in the new testament that we are not of this world when we have entered into relationship with god we're no longer of this world we're in it but we are not of it 
The Bible also says, come out from among them and be separate. So it is important that we understand the distinction between light and dark or the distinction between wisdom and foolishness because it is radically different. Therefore, we ought to be radically different. If we look at our lives and we say, hey, I don't really see anything different about me and all the people I see on television or or the quote-unquote world, people who don't walk with the Lord, if there's really no distinction that you can find in your character or that others could point out in you that says that that clearly displays hey I think you you just a bit different you live a bit different if that's not there for you you know you might want to pray <laughs> I don't know I mean I, this is this is conviction for me I mean there's so many things <laughs> he says in here where he's not saying like oh you're condemned forever because you carry certain aspects of your nature that still resemble foolishness but he's saying hey there's two very distinct ways in which we can live in this life and what we can grow into. We can either grow into or slide into further foolishness or we can grow out of that and up into character and integrity. Very, very interesting. I'm trying to look through it again to find the ones that specifically stuck out to me. I'm sure for you there was different ones for you, but The wise in heart will receive commands, but a pratting fool will fall. And a pratting fool, I looked over at what that means in the little middle of my Bible here, and it says that the foolish of lips. So the wise in heart will receive commands, but a person who speaks foolishness will fall. Interesting, interesting distinctions there. The mouth of the righteous is a well of life, but violence covers the mouth of the wicked. Again, so interesting. What I found that he's talking so much about is speech. So much of this chapter is on speech. What's coming out of your mouth? Wisdom is found on the lips of him who has understanding, but a rod is for the back of him who is devoid of understanding. A rod meaning what? Punishment, suffering. Mm. This one really was interesting to me. He says in verse 15, The rich man's wealth is his strong city. The destruction of the poor is their poverty. Hmm. I feel like there's a, probably a lot of different ways to interpret that. But I feel like if you, perhaps the way I'm reading it offhand, may not be 100% its intention, but the way it reads to me is that if the rich watch the poor be destroyed, it will bring their own poverty. So the rich are only as good as as how well they take care of their poor. (laughs) And that would line up with so much of what Jesus has said throughout the New Testament. And many things that Father God has said throughout the Old Testament, to be fair. If you don't take care of your poor, you won't be rich for long. Mm. He who keeps instruction is in the way of life, but he who refuses correction goes astray. Ouch. (laughs) 
sometimes it's hard, eh? It's hard to receive correction. I think for me, I know I've struggled with that, namely receiving correction from someone I don't trust or whose leadership I don't respect. Um, but I feel like a word of correction from a wise person, oh, I feel like it can change your life, honestly, if you, if you have what you need internally to receive it, to take it seriously. He who keeps instruction is in the way of life. Mm. Verse 19 says, In the multitude of words, sin is not lacking. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> it's almost got a sarcastic undertone, but yet it's just truth. The more you speak, the more likely sin is to come out of your mouth. <laughs> but he who restrains his lips is wise. Hmm. The blessing of the Lord makes one rich, and he adds no sorrow with it. Oh, isn't that a promise right there? That's comforting. <laughs> that the blessing of the Lord comes with no sorrow. Not that life doesn't have its own sorrows, but when God blesses you, he blesses you, and it's pure goodness. It's just pure goodness, no strings attached. Verse 23 says, To do evil is like sport to a fool. <laughs> But a man of understanding has wisdom. I think it's interesting to me because I, I, I know in my own heart I don't outwardly choose to do evil. I don't just actively seek evil or think in an evil way. But to imagine the type of people he's creating a distinction between, right? Light and darkness, essentially good and evil, um, integrity versus foolishness. When he's creating this distinction, the person he's sort of talking about this sort of I start imagining, I'm like, man, this is a horrible person. Can such a person exist? Or can people like this exist where evil is like sport to them? I can't imagine it, right? But when you look back at the atrocities in human history, it clearly is a thing. But thank goodness, I don't think I know too many people where evil is a sport to them. But I think that that's just a very interesting way to word it. To do evil is like sport, to think that there would be people who thought of evil like sport, like sports, like fun, something to achieve, something to do. Scary. Mm. The way of the Lord is strength for the upright, but destruction will come to the workers of iniquity. Mm. The righteous will never be removed, but the wicked will not inhabit the earth. So interesting. So much in that. So much in that. I feel like the moral of the story is be quick to learn. Be quick to listen. Be quick to receive instruction from other wise people. Work hard. Be slow to speak. Watch your mouth when you do speak. And Avoid people who treat evil as if it's insignificant, nothing, something to be laughed at, joked about, who prize debauchery and foolishness. Avoid them and keep yourself in the way of righteousness. It's, it's righteousness or foolishness. For him, for the author here, King Solomon, it's very clear, it's very obvious. There's one way and there's another way. Jesus said it's the wide way or the narrow way, right? 
the, the wide gate which leads to many to destruction. And there are many who find it. And then there's the narrow way that leads to life, and there are few who find it. And so much about the character of the person that walks on one or the other path can be displayed as you read through the book of Proverbs. So yeah, just a little bit of wisdom for us today, guys. Just a little bit of learning, a little bit of listening, just letting ourselves be washed in the water of the word. And I hope that it's pricked your heart in some way. Anyway, that's my episode for today. I'll be back tomorrow with a little bit more from the wise words of Solomon, and we'll see where we go from there. I thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Narrow Road Podcast, and I will be back with you, as always, tomorrow for another episode. Thanks so much for listening, and bye-bye.